Hi, are you Allison Jones? I'm Hedra Carlson. Hedra? That's unusual. <sighs> when can you move in? Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the first week of a brand new month. Isn't yeah, that exciting? I'm so excited. I'm like on nuts and bolts right now. <laughs> okay, that's not a thing, but I'm cool with that. I'm I like testing my excitement by sitting on excruciating pieces of metal. Well, what? Nuts and bolts. Isn't that like... Oh, okay. I thought you were insulting my computer chair that you're sitting in no. right now. <laughs> no, never. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we are going to be starting our Stalker Horror Month, but first we have a little bit of business. We're going to do our 10-word reviews, but first I do want to run through this first announcement on the podcast. Uh, we are doing a special fundraiser. Um, if you donate $20 or more to the Everytown Foundation for Gun Control... Um, and send us a copy of your receipt. Erase all credit card information. I do not want it. Uh. Um, you can choose a movie for us to review on the show. And by us, I mean me and a rotating coterie of reviewers because Sergio has uh, midterms and stuff and things, and it's sad. Um, but yeah. I got a life. What can I say? Yeah, he is helping via moral support anyway uh, let's do our 10 word reviews all right so i'm gonna start us off with black panther black panther's ensemble cast make the ordinary marvel flick stratospheric Ooh, and my review of black panther is cast design 10 words aren't enough michael b jordan call me <laughs> uh, me too uh, mm-hmm. all right every day Genderqueer teenage romance movie makes me believe in love. Aw. And my review of every day is fluffy high concept <laughs> fluffy high concept romance with Instagram worthy shots of Maryland. Beautiful. Game night. Uh who is the director in that? Of Game Night? Yeah. Uh the two dudes. Alright. Two dudes directorial debut proves It's not their directorial debut. They did the <sighs> vacation remake. Movie that matters. Bl- uh, two dudes directorial sequel proves they got mad game. Okay, I like the pun, but most of that information is incorrect. Whatever. Um, and my review of Game Night is: people need to notice Billy Magnuson and Jesse Plemons already. Yes, they do. Oh, Jesse Plemons. Oh. He's so good. He's great. He was great in Other People. Yes. He was great in this one, He's which was called Game the Night. Titans. Sure. You mean Friday Night Lights? I think he was remember that. No, there you go. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, probably. Totally. Okay. Um, Real quick, before we start Stalker Month, I wanted to run through, like, what we normally do at the beginning of the month is kind of run through our previous experience with the subgenre we're exploring. So I know for certain that we have watched a Stalker movie together. Do you remember what it was? Um, Stalker, give me a hint. Uh, It was called Swim Fan. Swim Fan. (laughs) Yes, you you did. You got it. I can repeat words and phrases too. What did you think of Swim Fan? Um, that was okay. Yeah, my only impression of Swim Fan, which um, listener Matt was telling me it was his least favorite movie of that year, which is I think 2003. Mm. Um, my only impression that I retained from it was that Jesse Bradford's eye light is insane in every scene. He looks mm-hmm. like a demon is trying to explode out of him at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, uh, honestly, the the thing that inspired this uh, whole month was Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which in the beginning of season three was inspired very heavily by a lot of stalker horror. Mm-hmm. And there is an episode that is called Swim Chan because the character's name is Josh Chan. Yeah. Um, and it I is, remember that. I remember after that episode airing, you being like, I must see this movie. Yeah, it was uh, not a great movie. But the other movies that they drew... Um, I mean, honestly, the episode was more of a parody of this type of movie than actually Swim Fan turned out to be. Mm-hmm. But they, it was just a pun you couldn't pass up. Yeah. Anyway, I'm speaking ex- of which, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is on season three is on Netflix. Oh yeah. So go watch it and then watch this. Yeah, please do. Um, also, just one other stalker movie I wanted to shout out is 1981's The Fan with Michael Bean and Lauren Bacall. Um, it's so good. Lauren Bacall in a slasher movie, and she has three musical numbers, like full musical numbers. Okay. It's you, a great movie. Oh, so you liked it? I really did like it okay, a lot. Okay, cool. I'll be sure to check it out. There's also a gorgeous shot of Michael Bean sitting on this bench in just like a field of benches. Say no more, fam. I'm already there. I'm already watching this movie. I'm bringing my family, and I'm buying popcorn. Wonderful. Um. Anyway, here's the plot of Single White Female off the back of this uh two dollars and fifty cents dvd i got at book off a single white female seeks to share apartment in west 70s i did that wrong (laughs) in the west 70s yeah that's what it says okay like it's it's the new york address okay a non-smoker professional preferred an innocent want ad opens the door to murderous unrelenting terror in this pulse pounding psychological shocker starring bridget fonda and jennifer jason lee wow they if they were paid by the word like, I mean, maybe they bought enough or they made enough to buy lunch, but not much more than that. Um, basically, um, Bridget Fonda has a boyfriend and his name is Steven Weber. Yes. And he's bad. And he's he cheated on her with his ex-wife. We're spoiling this movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, so she kicks him out. She finds a new roommate. The roommate is Jennifer Jason Lee, um, who just has made all the movies. I feel like I... I'm like, I don't know what she's famous for, and yet I've seen her in so many things, but I can't pinpoint which one was the one that like did it. Hateful Eight. Oh, she wasn't famous until Hateful Eight? No. Oh, okay. Congrats to her. That's the only thing I know her in. Uh, she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. Um, she, um, she was in two horror movies that I like called Eyes of a Stranger and The Hitcher. Okay. Um, that's all I got, I think. She was in A Single White Female. Yeah. Uh, she probably made some movies with her dad, Jason Lee. <sighs> like Heartbreakers or something? Yeah, she was in that as a older daughter, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, we rate all movies out of five on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. Um, what's your scariness score for this movie? I'm going to give it a three. I'm giving it something right in the middle. You know, I okay. was scared at certain points. Not scared, I should say. But I was like, you know, there were some twists and turns that had me guessing, like, what's going to come next? Like, is this person going to die? Is this person dead? What? <gasps> he died that way? Um, You're like, is she trying to become Bridget Fonda or is she trying to no, murder Bridget Fonda? No, I already knew that was Okay, sorry. Um, but, like, I would say that there was enough in the movie to keep me guessing, which, like, kept me on the edge of my seat, so to speak, which to me translates into scares. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think that this month in the stalker sub-genre it's gonna be more the tension and not so much the like scares because there's no like you know ghosts popping out and yeah you're right because like you see jennifer jason lee doing all this creepy stuff as ally and then you're like come on uh wait no as healy hetty hetty 
Hattie. And then you're like, come on, Allie. Like, don't you see? She's going crazy. Like, clearly the dog did not get out the window by itself. Poor dog. Poor dog. But he didn't deserve what got what happened. No. But honestly, in one of these movies, when a small animal is introduced, it's like, well, say goodbye to that thing. Uh-huh. I think I know what movie you saw Jennifer Jason Lee in. What movie? Anomalisa. I've never seen that, and that was stop motion animated, so you couldn't see her in it. I think that's where you know her from. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Congrats again to Jennifer Jason Lee for becoming famous so so recently. Okay, continue. Sorry. I'm super proud. Why would you rate this movie? I rated it two out of five screams. Um, Why so low? I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm familiar enough with the stalker subgenre that a lot of the like plot beats are pretty predictable to me, so I wasn't mm-hmm. like in suspense. I was like, yeah, she's going to kill like the boyfriend and well attempt to murder the gay upstairs neighbor but guess what he lives the gays survive to tell another tale yes they survived the 80s at point no that's those that ter- terrible no. um the 90s though yeah it was, the 90s. It was great um all right so brandon what else um, what else you got for me honestly the scariest thing in the movie is bridget fonda's haircut um, all throughout this goddamn movie <laughs> brandon was making terrible hair jokes and I was just like, Brendan, they're not funny. They're not funny. And I made a great one that had him like laughing. Whatever. So. I was, I was just trying to. See, I was trying all types of humor just to see like what would stick, like what would actually make you laugh. And I think I failed on every front, but I made some good ones, if I do say so myself. E A for effort. Thank you. Um. Anyway, no, just her haircut. It is this like bright red shock of hair that makes her look like um she lives in the mushroom kingdom. Like I feel like she's gonna. Like, float up on a cloud and give Mario a mission to do. Uh-huh. I really do wonder why they went with that haircut. They could have gone with anything else. Well, I think they wanted a haircut that's, like, so unique that if you see it, you know it's her. Uh-huh. Because, so when Jennifer Jason Lee's imitating her, mm-hmm. it makes sense that people would assume it's her because no one else would have that ridiculous haircut. That makes sense. But they could have gone with, like, what, a blonde bob cut or something? No, but then people would know she was a hit woman because that's what hit women wear. Okay. Didn't you see Proud Mary, Atomic Blonde, and Red Sparrow? I have not seen Red Sparrow yet. I mean, it comes we will out have today. Ten word review coming up today. Today's Monday. When the movie's released. Oh, you mean when the episode comes out? Yeah. Okay. When the movie's released. When the episode's <laughs> released. I mean, they're they're concurrent. Yeah, yeah. This this episode is celebrating the release of Red Sparrow into theaters. We've just plugged so many things on this episode. We plugged Crazy Ex Girlfriend. We plugged uh, Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow. Some other stuff. Book oh, off. The fan with Lauren Bacall and yeah. Michael Bean. Check it out. Man, it's it so good. There's, a, there's a gay kiss in that movie too. <gasps> that movie Kiss-kissing. has everything I want from a movie. All right, now Brennan, I want you to tell me your campiness score for this movie. Okay, I'm gonna give this three out of five perms. Why? Uh, it was a catwalk of ludicrous '90s fashions. Um, it's still like a two. That's my score. Okay. Well, we're different people, so we respond differently to delightful images of crazy things that I'm sure no one ever wore because that would be ridiculous. People wore those clothes. You mean someone wore like a shimmery sheer silver like uh, trench coat? Yeah. Just out into the world. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah, me. Okay, great. There are also a lot of uh, skin tones in this movie. And a lot of uh, redhead Bridget Fonda wearing pale pink, and it does not work. Pastels were in then. Yeah, like no, those just hats. gingers can't wear red. That's the rule. Well, she wasn't always a ginger. Not in real life. Gingers can wear red. 
Well, you just have to be wise about it. And her like nighty was it made her look nude, but in the worst way possible. It was it made her look like a flat Barbie doll. Okay. Not flat, but just like perfectly smooth and. It still doesn't seem how it's can't. I still don't get how it's campy. Shiny silver trench coat. And then they had a little picture of the Mona Lisa as a cat. Okay, now that makes sense right there. That was wonderful, and I loved it. Yeah, like they never pointed that out. It was never explained as to why that little piece of art was there. I needed exposition on that. Yeah, I honestly, I could do with a whole prequel just about that Mona Lisa cat drawing. Yeah. It could be like The Woman in Gold, that movie with the Ryan Do you think she designed it? Maybe she did. Maybe. I mean, she is like some sort of computer magic woman. Yeah. She invented, oh, another point for campiness, those old-ass 90s computers that are just, con- like, apparently she invented a program where you can, like, is basically like a dress em up thing from, like, a seven-year-old girl website um, about, like, there's, like, little mannequins that are on the computer, and they just constantly flash into different outfits, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to have any particular function, and also it seems to have a bookkeeping function, and I'm not super sure what software this is, because it, it does everything. She's a great engineer. It's like... Women in STEM. It's a virtual makeover, and it's Excel. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, so there's that, and then oh, the there's the beautiful BDSM leather bar that Jennifer Jason okay, Lee goes okay, to. Okay, that's fair. That's just full of like flashing, like it's a flashing strobe light, but in a way that it seems like there's one single bulb in the middle of the room, like Jennifer Tilly in Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that annoyed me more than anything. All of a sudden, like you're in a dark room within a flash. Like, to remind you that there are other people around you, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but there's how like... how ugly the person next to you is. Yeah, it was bizarre. And there were a bunch of people in leather and, like, Gregorian chant music going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I want an- another whole movie set in here. It could be Cruising 2 and uh, I guess Al Pacino could come, but he was boring. Okay. In that movie. Okay. He was in that, right? That was him? Yeah, it was Pacino. Yeah, was him. I confuse him and De Niro because they're the same person. Yeah. They're not. I'm pretty sure they are. They're not. One has a little friend. And one is a raging bull. Okay, so the raging bull has a little friend who I assume is like just a smaller bull. No, there's two separate people. Okay, um, great. Have you seen Scarface or Raging Bull? No. Yeah, me neither. See, that's why I can't tell them apart because I don't watch boy movies. What I've still seen them in other movies. Like Dirty Grandpa? I was going to mention that one. But you haven't seen that. I haven't, but um, you have. I, I do own it on Blu-ray. Oh, did I sell it? I did sell it. Huh. Poor dirty grandpa. Um, to be fair, I won it for free. Uh, so campiness, we did it. Yeah, what's, we did. What's your FX score for My this FX movie? FX score two. Yeah, that's about where I'm at too. It's like I don't know what effect could be had. I mean, there's the effect of her high heeled like shoe. Maybe one. In Steven Weber's I'm eyeball. Give it a one. I'm give it a one. There was nothing special about this movie, which is fine because the movie is not an effects ha- like heavy movie. No, it's not. It is a psychological thriller. Yeah, and like the there effects wasn't... are in your mind you're right and there wasn't even any gore really like no blood spattering uh short for the like unless you can like include the shoe gouging thing uh, i mean i do that's a pretty cool thing it's not bloody though yeah it's not bloody and it wasn't that impressive because you didn't see it go in really whatever you, what you didn't you oh, didn't. so now you want gore i don't want gore but if i'm grading on you know effects i gotta be true to myself okay i believe so i give it i guess a one I, I honor your 
in opinion, but I'm giving it a two. <gasps> I do kind of wish Drama. she had. I do, I do kind of wish she had stuck her heel in his mouth like that scene on the beach in Tenebrae that I'm uh-huh. sure you don't remember. Uh-huh. What bothered me most about that scene was that he just died. Like he got a shoe in the eye and then he died. Like presumably he's gonna be brain dead for a little bit and so it's gonna cause his body to spasm and like they knew science back then like yeah but look not every movie can afford a scientist to be like hey that's not right like they do on captain america okay that this isn't jokes erase it from your brain (laughs) that's my new catchphrase See, people, this is what I dealt with the entire movie. Brennan just saying, erase it from your brain. No, I didn't want you to erase any of my awesome haircut jokes. They were all great. Oh, there was one that was really good, but I forget. Um, <laughs> do you remember it? It was great. <laughs> it was great. You would remember it. Okay. They can all be booned, Brennan. Uh-huh. Whatever. That's a weird inside joke that no one will ever want to understand. What's your quality score overall for this movie? Uh, Three. Yeah, me too. I actually, I really enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. overall. It wasn't, it didn't blow me out of the water. Yeah, like it didn't blow me away. Uh-huh. I think it was really small, um, like in terms of budget and like just sets. We were like what four different sets the entire movie. Yeah, something like that, and not very, not a big cast either. Yeah, it was very contained. Um, yeah, you're right because one of the top billing on like IMDb was the neighbor who we saw in one shot, uh-huh. and that was it. Um, well, no, because I mean, really. It seems like in this massive apartment complex, there's maybe five people living there. Uh huh. Um. So I think it was. I think that kind of it didn't hold it back for me. The one thing that I would say like kept me from enjoying the movie more was maybe. And I don't know like to what effect uh, the passage of time is responsible for this, uh, but like kind of how drab and pale everything was. Yeah, it, it did feel washed out in a way, like. But I, I I did think it was fairly well shot. Uh-huh. Like there are some really interesting camera work in. Um, there were two shots specifically that I really responded to. The apartment building. Uh, well, I mean, there's a shot down the stairwell of the spiraling staircase, uh-huh. which you know that's such an easy, like, idea to have. Like, oh, let's shoot down the staircase, but it's yeah. always so pretty. Yeah. And then there's one shot with the uh, gay neighbor. Um, you know that Jennifer Jason Lee has snuck into his apartment to presumably try to silence him in some way, mm-hmm. but the gays will not be silenced. Stonewall. No. Um, anyway, so yes. we will rise up. No, but there's a shot of him hearing a noise and he gets up from his chair and you see him walk past, um, or you just see him walk out of the room. And as he does, um, the ceiling is kind of in focus behind him and there's this ceiling fan just spinning and it feels like this spinning blade and it's this weird, like, kind of threatening shot that's really subtle and I really liked that and there's a lot of shots kind of like that in the movie okay I was like oh this is kind of pretty also their apartment complex is gorgeous yeah it was a rent control like what West New York some sort of gothic church that they lived in mm-hmm. it was very Rosemary's Baby it was beautiful I could have done without the incinerator in the basement though but it's accurate that's what they have in the New York you looked it up I saw that there were some uh, so including in theirs okay whatever that would have bumped my campiness score though was that incinerator because it's like come on i'm actually disappointed that no one died in it yeah me too but like I've... the moment we both saw it, we were like well we know how this is gonna oh, end yeah there's literally a shot where they're in the basement putting stuff in their little basement storage cage which seems like a terrible idea um like you could just take anything mm-hmm. but yeah so... i think everybody has their own cage though oh interesting continue I, it's not a communal I, you know, cage. Not, sorry, I thought it, I know nothing about apartment living in New York. 
Um, what what I know about it, I know from friends, and they did have a basement cage, oh. <laughs> but I don't think it was their own. Never mind. Um, so no, but there's a shot where she like picks up some sort of weird candlestick, and she's like, "Ooh, we could refurbish this," and she's very conspicuously in front of a door that says "Incinerator." Mm-hmm. We're like, "That's gonna come into play later." Yeah. I mean, this movie is very good at setups and payoffs. Like, it sets up something, and then you're like, "That's gonna play in," and then it does. Like the puppy. Yeah, the puppy. Um, oh, there's like the fact that the gay neighbor told her about the vents. Yeah, that like you can hear um, what's going on in their different apartments through the vents. Uh-huh. Um, I guess she never noticed that she could hear him because you know he's sad and lonely. He is the Richard Jenkins of Shape of Water in this movie. Yeah, uh, I bet Richard Jenkins watched this movie to prepare for his role. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I. That that apartment's pretty gorgeous. The movie's fun. I'm happy the gay lives. Oh, the final fight is great. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, because you like the fake out. What fake? Oh, where you think she's dead and then yeah. it turns out she's not. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But like, I it was just like really kinetic kind of action choreography, mm-hmm. and because the movie's been kind of a slow burn, and then it bursts into this kind of like explosion of violence that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And. And like um, one of her finishing moves is Bridget Fonda is like hanging up in the rafters and swings down and stabs Jennifer Jason Lee in the back, and it was awesome. It was like a wrestling move. Mm-hmm. It was like Cirque du Soleil, but in horror. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil, but I liked it. Okay. So that's not right. Um, did you mark that so you know to delete it? No, uh, a pop-up popped up and then I deleted that. Okay, I was like, this is all time. staying in. All right, I was like, don't, no need to do that. You know, erase it from your ears thing or whatever. Uh-huh. I do want to mention that the screenplay to this movie was written by Don Roos, who also is a gay. So yeah, representation. And he put in, he gave a gay. Why well, didn't give a gay character, a gay actor, the role? He gave a gay character exposure in a way that like shows him to be helpful and not just fodder for a murderer. Okay, sure. I'm right. into that. Okay, subtlety. I mean, of course. He laid the groundwork for for gay marriage. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, the the gay character in no way interacts with another man ever at any point uh-huh. because that's how that's where we were in the 90s. Yeah. Gay people could be gay, but they had to be single. Uh-huh. Um, because you couldn't watch him kiss or even talk to each other. It's true. Yeah. And now we've progressed we're in 2018 now, so Sulu can put his arm around the shoulder of a man, and somehow we're super excited about that because the 90s are hey, coming back. It got us in the theater buying a ticket each, you know. I guess so. We did see that movie on purpose. Yeah, I like Star Trek. Okay, sorry. Yeah, damn right you are. But that was the first Star Trek, literally the first Star Trek property I've, I'd ever seen was Star Trek Beyond. And, and I was then, like, who's this Scottish guy? And then we saw another one, didn't we? Yeah, we saw the, uh, I will, I, I shan't say original, but like the, what, the 2011 J.J. Abrams remake, like uh-huh. the first of this new continuity. Yeah, and then we both want to see that one, Into the Darkness. No, Matt made me promise never to watch that movie. <laughs> really? Basically. <laughs> Is, is Matt's a good guy because that movie's terrible. He is. He also also today he made me promise never to watch Fear dot com, and I was like, there wasn't any danger of that. I kind of want to see that one because because you're afraid of dot coms. Yeah, isn't Kristen Bell in that one? Um, she was in one of those. I think she was in like Shutter or something. No, it wasn't Shutter. I think it was Fear dot com. Was it? 
Let's see. I'm on pins and needles with Brennan. Our tech guy is on the case trying <laughs> to figure out who is in fear.com. And I'm stalling because he's slow. My internet's being crappy right now. Leave me alone. Uh, Natasha McElhone. There's more than one person in the movie, Brennan. Amelia Curtis. There's not a lot of women in this. This does not pass the Bechdel test. And it uh, that's not Kristen Bell. Oh. But now we got to know what she was in. And, we you know, we got to pad out this episode for time, you know? we That was a brief conversation. Yeah, it was a brief movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, honestly, I, I don't know if I have, like, a ton to say about it, but I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Tobolowsky was in it. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to see him. He was in uh, Basic Instinct and Single White Female in the same year, so he's really, like, making a name for himself. And now he's in One Day at a Time on Netflix. Go watch. Is he... <laughs> just more promo. Yeah. Um, was he in, like, multiple episodes or just that one? No, multiple. He's, like, a season regular this season. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, they kind of, like, got rid of the other, like, uh, the other featureds. And <laughs> and then he just makes a regular appearance almost every episode. That's awesome. Leslie. Dr. Leslie. Leslie Vernon. I cannot find this horror movie okay Christian Bell was in a 2002 movie called People Are Dead as Angela's friend number one yeah is that what you're talking about that's clearly what I was thinking of I don't know what I was thinking of but I feel sad that I fucked up no I know what I saw the same trailer that you did so it's some Pulse Pulse is the one she was in okay okay did we see that one uh no do you own it I think I own the original uh, Japanese version okay Pulse it's actually called Cairo oh but good, good try. I try. Anyway, um, that's with limited knowledge of the Japanese kanji that I know. Uh, sure. Um, anyway, that's that's what that is. We watched Single White Female. <sighs> um, catch us on Sunday for a special Screamies episode. A thank you to everyone who voted. Uh, you're gonna find out which movies are the best of the best of the previous year. Yeah. Single White Female. Check out nominations for next year. That show is a shit show, I gotta say. What? Oh, the Screamies? Yeah. That was not my fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, but whatever. People will have fun. Honestly, yeah. I, I actually edited that. And there are some moments that I did keep it. I deleted most of the terrible moments, but some uh. of them I kept in because they're just baffling. Okay. Um. Anyway. I look forward to that appearing in my feed. Thank you. Also, I'll tell you what we're watching next week, but first, here's how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review us. Please give us five stars, although I'm not sure this episode deserves it, but Single White Female was fun, and I'm excited to watch what we're watching next week, which is... Fatal Attraction. How you knew. Oh, you looked at the schedule I have on the wall. I did. You're so smart. I am very smart. Context clues. (laughs) Selecting main ideas. I'm really good at that kind of stuff. English major stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of an English major thing, and my brain just gave me botulism. That's not the right word to say. What were you thinking of? Like postmodernism or what? Maybe. It just I know there are a lot of isms, and that's the first one that came to mind. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, people. So Brennan's going to like sign us off now. Uh, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. I have too many podcasts. I forgot what the thing I say was. Now you this know. episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.
Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. He, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.